Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. was on Sunday night. I was there. You were there. Mm. Pretty much everyone was there. A hundred million people were in Wembley Stadium. It set all-time attendance records. It was a fantastic night. An historic night. A record-setting night in wrestling. And uh, all outs this weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. I didn't know which... Which Nick name to use you, yeah. have you there? What, what do you want to be today? Uh, let's just go with Pete. The Pete, dyna- Pete Quinnell. The dynamite boy, Pete Quinnell? The dynamite boy? <laughs> Don't like that, no. Pete out? All Pete? All Pete. All Pete wrestling. All a Pete wrestling. It's all Pete wrestling today <laughs> with me. Uh, please press the thumbs up button if you haven't already and give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode and how you're feeling towards the All Out card in general and send in those... Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars before the end of the show. But before we get into bits of the show, mm. with the, there's this just overall malaise mm. about this episode, which we're going to talk about. So no, no specific segment apart from the bit where Excalibur just ran down the card for the next four weeks. Yeah. It's just how all in, you know, it had Young Bucks FTR. It had Jericho Ospreay. It had the main event of MJF and Adam Cole and the tag match that preceded it on the pre-show. And it had, last week, one of the best go-home shows I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And I think definitely the AEW have ever done. Yeah. So really, really impressed. This episode was both a post-all-in show So a lot of momentum they've got that you kind of want to follow up on hot. There are reasons why you couldn't do that in some cases, and we'll get into that. But then you also have booked yourself in a position where you've got to now set up a whole other pay-per-view caliber card, all out, which has a very high pedigree, very high expectations. And it is nowhere near good enough for the standard of AEW cards. 
It's unfortunate because I think a lot of the matches that are on there, I think could be good, fun matches. Oh, they'd be very fun. It, it's kind of the same way that I feel about, um, weirdly enough, Payback this weekend. In that I feel like the matches on there are like, yeah, they could be fun. I don't know if I particularly care that much about a lot of them, but I think from a, an objective mm. wrestling standpoint, it could be a fun show. Have a good time. But this doesn't feel like it has the stakes, the juice that an all-out normally does. Like, that, you don't have the women's world champ, you don't have the men's world champ, you do, but not defending the title. Uh, the highest you've got, I think, is the international title, which, granted, has been elevated massively by Orange Cassidy, and I'm really looking forward to that match. Yeah. It should be awesome. Uh, but when you're debating that being your main event, it kind of says, like, well, maybe we don't have as big a match as we've got. And you have your big singles match of Kenny and Takeshita, which, like, yeah, like, should should be really good. I think the build this week was fine. Didn't really have that hot kind of mm-hmm. go-home angle. Like, the, the initial start of that feud was great, and then it went off the boil for a little bit. Got a bit muddy with Osprey and Blood and Guts and all that yeah. stuff. Like, it got a bit muddy in there. So it just feels like All In was kind of the peak and this is very much kind of the afterthought show, which, if you look at it from an objective standpoint, that's probably the right way round to do it. All In probably shouldn't have been the afterthought of the two, but also you shouldn't have an afterthought at all. Yeah, particularly when I think to, the, the way this works, the All In, All Out, Shake It All About week, mm. is that they both have to be absolutely incredible shows. Yeah, um, And it is worrying that on the first go of this, they've massively undermined All Out, which was the fear going in. Mm -hmm. And I think from reading, I mean, who knows if this will actually translate to people's actions. I've seen so many comments being, I'm not not flush with cash right Mm -hmm. now. I just spent $50 on All In. I'm not going to spend $50 on what looks like a B-show. I think just to go to your WWE payback point, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really interesting comparison because WWE do this all the time mm. and i don't want to be labeled with the yeah but like wwe do it and you're not criticizing them they but wwe have set different expectations mm. wwe do have pre uh, b shows yeah aw don't have b shows really they've got their four or five big cards every year and they last about four or five hours mm-hmm. overall payback i'll be baffled if that goes over two hours 45 minutes yeah that's a six-match card. And I can enjoy anything for two hours, 45 minutes. I think. That is six There's probably a bunch of... <laughs> two hours, 45 minutes. That is... <laughs> Wait. Are you counting the night out beforehand? <laughs> but yeah, I'd like... The prospect of an all-out card, five hours long with the pre-show, and it's... it's the, I'll just run through the card, mm. because it's also not just the... No AEW world title, no AEW women's world title. Uh, of course, these could be added on collision. Mm. No tag team defense, no tag team title, no trios yeah. championship. Yeah. So of the ve- of the loads of belts, no real world's championship. If we're going to start recognizing that for CM Punk as well. Yeah. If we're going to start, if we're going to take all of the AEW titles, there are only three being. Defended on this show. Mm-hmm. The international, the TBS, and the TNT title. Yeah. The TBS is the secondary women's belt and it's mm-hmm. been booked into oblivion. So has the TNT championship. The international championship is fantastic right now. But yeah, it's it's those three and two Ring of Honor titles. Not even the world title there. Yeah. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen. 
Miro Powerhouse Hobbs, Statlander versus Soho, Cassidy versus Moxley, Omega Takeshita, Bullet Club Gold versus the Young Bucks and FTR, eight man tag, uh, Adam Cole and MJF versus Spoiler for Rampage, The Dark Order. I spoke about this on the uh, All Out Prediction Show, which is going to be going up tomorrow. The kingdom's right there. Mm. I thought this would have been the perfect opportunity because yeah. I think even if that match is of a lesser quality, you can make up for it with the story going into it. Like the kingdom is the perfect way to keep that story brewing. And they, they, they didn't do that. Well, I think you could definitely have a one week title reign for the tag titles. Yeah, absolutely. Put over Max's injured neck. Yep. A little bit of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Kingdom get the belts. Yeah, strong, that, strong that elevates them. Strong interference. Yeah. yeah. Um, Samoa Joe, Shane Taylor, and Eddie Kingston and Shibata versus Claudio and Wheeler Utah. Which, by the way, jazz that Shane Taylor's on all out. That's yeah. awesome. Love Shane Taylor. Love Shane Taylor. But also, why? <laughs> He's never been set up on AW, <laughs> no, to my knowledge. It's really strange. I, uh, I have. This is a crazy card. Yeah, it is. No Jericho, no Hangman Page, of course no Punk, but we'll give them a, a pass for that because yeah. of uh, extenuating circumstances. No Soraya, no mm-hmm. Britt Baker. Yeah. Like, there are just so many no names. Tony Storm. No yeah. Tony Storm, but I wouldn't put her on, like, you know, the... I think with the current level. character that she's been going, she's been generating a lot of hype. I yeah, think it's if a you, fun if, character. If you gave her a singles match on this card, even if it's on Zero Hour or something, if you gave her a match on this card, I think people would respond to it. Yeah, they would, they would like it, but yeah. it's not like... Uh, it's not a big draw, mate. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah, so... And there are so many simple fixes, like what you said with the Kingdom and the mm. tag title match. That Bullet Club Gold Young Bucks FTR eight-man tag, out, this is Alvarez's idea. It was just like, why not just make it FTR versus the Young Bucks versus Juice Robinson and Jay White? Yeah. Especially after that FTR, Juice and Jay match on Collision, mm-hmm. you can make it for the tag team titles. Yeah. That is a... That that feels like the old AEW tag division strength. Yeah, it's like open goals are right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm astounded by how underwhelming this out all out card is. Yeah, uh, the thing I would compare it to, I think I mentioned this in the office earlier. Can't remember if you were there or not. Was uh, Royal Quest Night One and Two? Mm. When you have, well, your... I was there, but you. you incorrectly yeah. called it Crown Jewel. I did incorrectly times. call it Crown Jewel. Uh, I meant Royal Quest Night One and Two. Where you have like the same wrestlers happen to wrestle on both nights, and they'll have a big match on one, mm. but then they're in like a eight man tag or a ten man tag the next night, something less important the other night. And to me, it feels like we've got a couple of big singles matches. You know, we have the Kenny Omega uh, Konosuke Takeshita match, and they were in a multi man at All In. So it's like, okay, we've got the multi man here, and here's the singles match. But it felt like the split is very much like. All in gets a lot of the juice mm. and a lot of, well, not Juice Robinson gets a lot of the, uh, <laughs> he the, was the all in. yeah, he was, um, gets a lot of like the big matches and all out gets a lot of like, you know, it's in like the G1 where you just have a load of people in tag matches when they're not doing yeah. their, their G1 matches. It's kind of that feeling for me. It very much feels like the, this is the filler show. It's a road to all out. Yes. Show. Yes. It As is. New Japan often yeah. books their, uh, their sort of dark match Mm. show uh, builds (laughs) 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Shall we see what everyone else's opinions are on Let's. the Omega Chats? Yes. Uh, Matt Hennessy says, All Out kind of feels like a house outside of Mox versus Cassidy and Kenny versus Kanoski for the rest of the matches have little to no build and just feel randomly added. Mm. Yeah. Feels like a house outside. A house show, I would assume. Oh, A yes, house show course. outside of Mox versus Cassidy. I didn't I know think. if it was a new bit of internet lingo. That feels like a house outside. Oof. Like when, when people started saying touch grass a few weeks, yeah. a few months ago, I was like, what? A few months? Yes. Yeah, but it was when Punk said it, <laughs> yeah. I was the first time I'd heard it. <laughs> Can tell you're never on social media. I was like, is it because the grass is greener on the other side? Must be, yeah, definitely. Is it like touching cloth? <laughs> Kevin, All Out feels like when Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom had two nights, but here it's night two that is a bunch of tag matches and matches that would be lower on the all-in card. Exactly what Pete just said with a with a different New Japan show. Yeah, d- different analogy, yeah. <laughs> Could still be fun, yeah. But yeah, I hope they don't look back, book them back-to-back next year. They well, are. They are. Yeah, Khan said that in the, the press conference. He was like, yeah, I want to create <laughs> traditions, so August bank holiday in the UK is going to be all-in, and Labor Day weekend is going to be all-out, and that's the way it's going to be. What's particularly disappointing is I do defend AEW a lot. Not obviously not on this show, but to my friends and, and you know people with opinions. And people with opinions. Oh, they've all got them. Yeah, and it's like an asshole. Yeah, everyone's got. Everyone's got. Um, but the oh, sorry, I was trying to. I think that's a Norm Macdonald joke. <laughs> opinions are like assholes. Everyone's yeah, everyone's got them. Got them yeah. Uh, what was I saying, Pete? I don't know. You defend oh, okay. AEW a I defend lot. AEW. Yeah. And usually I can... Su- 
people will be like criticizing AEW in bad faith. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they doing this? I'm like, well, they're do- look, you can see why they're doing mm-hmm. this. And I have defended the all in, all out booking mm-hmm. as a potential good idea mm-hmm. if you make it just like this banging back to back bookend mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So I feel personally let down that <laughs> this was the card we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Berg, good as Orange's new catchphrase was, I don't think I'll be buying this AEW pay-per-view. Nothing on it excites me, but on Rampage, there is a Blind Eliminator level-up tag team in Winnipeg. Battle, not Casino, Royal. That should be fun, hopefully. Mm. Yeah. Shaggy Dudley, is it just me or did CM Punk get in a kerfuffle with Jungle Boy after the hook car spot just because that car was supposed to pick him up from the airport? (laughs) Also, why does All Out have so many ROH title defences? Because they don't have any others. They've got so many others! Oh, they've got so many others, but they don't want to put any others. Um, I haven't really had a chance to talk about all of the the little details coming out of this. Uh Tony Khan underneath monitors is my favorite visual Mm -hmm. cm punk on the tube yeah get an uber man (laughs) (laughs) you can afford it like he i can i I can tell no i'm not gonna get an uber i'm gonna make my journey the most difficult it can be and i'm gonna let people take pictures (laughs) to support my version of events when i throw a strop (laughs) i'm on your side punk but you do not make it easy to be a cm punk fan Oh, my God. If there's a big war, I'm loyal. I'm on your side. But my God, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And also Brody King punching a wall. Brody King punching a something, apparently. Oh, and Nando's. And Nando's. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Who could my source be? (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, I'll just include this detail where CM Punk ordered everyone Nando's. Jesus. I oh, know he's a good guy. He bought every yeah. all, all the women's locker room Starbucks gift cards. Mm-hmm. Now he takes all the boys out for yeah, the people he likes. <laughs> <clears throat> Honestly. You're a nice guy. Oh, God. S.M. Morgan. Oh, S. Morgan. This situation reminds me of when movie studios decide to split the final book of us. Yes! Yes. Series into two movies and one of them ends up being very mediocre. Perfect. Love it. Great call. Hasn't happened in a while. That was very hot around the Hunger Games, Harry Potter. Those are are the big two that I remember seeing and being like, Mm -hmm. did you need that? Uh, Andy Sandbox I love AEW best wrestling content in general for me but it definitely feels like All Out does not have the hype behind it I blame the company being stretched thin stars are hurt and getting suspended it really is Forbidden Door 2022 again yeah I guess so <coughs> injury spats than that well could you said something in the office mm. that I think is really important here yeah where it's not yeah there's suspensions there's travel issues there might be some illnesses picked mm-hmm. up in the UK. Those are all things, unfortunately, down to circumstance. Yes. But one thing that was in your control mm-hmm. is booking pay-per-views on back-to-back weekends. Don't do that. Because then if you have something go wrong <laughs> like this, then it's really stretched thin and you can't do anything about it. And then you've only got a week to turn it around. And uh-oh, now you're screwed. And this kind of what's happened. Then people get suspended and then you don't have a card anymore. So, yeah, a lot of things have not gone AEW's way 
but they booked themselves into a corner. They mm -hmm. took a very risky move and it has not paid off. Yeah. And they are they are at fault for making the risky move. That's exactly it. And they they're in the same position next year. So hopefully they learn from it. Yeah. Uh, where are we in uh, this? Why it will be missed is the next one. Why it will be missed. Dynamite Boy Pete. Uh, no, you're all Pete Wrestling. Are we ever going to get Pete's pet peeves? <laughs> Hope everyone is well. If this happens in the future, do you think they should do build-ups on Collision and do one angle on All In? Well, they did angles on All In. I, I feel like, call me crazy, and it probably is crazy, I don't think it's that crazy to build to two pay-per-views at once when you have two shows going on with All In and All Out. I think you can quite easily split that, especially if there's going to be some people who wrestle on both. Mm-hmm. You can have one set up the other, and you can have angles that culminate at all in, but then have like a sequel at all out. You have ways and means of building both shows at the same time. Rather than building two all in and then going, oh crap, we've got a week for all out, you should be spending the <clears throat> build for all in also building all yeah. out. That would be my my view. Now seeing the card for all out, I presume that's what they were doing. Mm. But now it just feels like they did everything for all in, did not look a day beyond that, and now they've got in this position. And, and like having, there is the storyline potential there. Mm. Doing shows so close together, that's very unique. So exploit that fact. You've got MJF, who is doing a kayfabe neck, in, neck injury after the Adam Cole match. Don't let him go to Paris for a well-earned week off. <clears throat> make him do a Moxley. Make him work that dynamite. He's on dynamite, and you can just chuck someone up the card. You can do mm -hmm. anyone. I mean, I was thinking earlier, who would it be? Malachi Black. Mm. Just reheat Malachi Black. I, he's one of those guys who can just... Max is there. Yeah, I've got a bad neck, but Tony Khan says I have to defend the title. Um, open challenge, whatever. And he's like, please let it be someone rubbish. Mm -hmm. And then Malachi Black's music hits. Mm -hmm. And then you tell that story of, well, Max is going and injured. Mm -hmm. Malachi Black's got the devastating head kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't believe Malachi is going to win, but mm. I want to see that match. I also, that then leads into a, a completely separate point, but something I wish that wrestling did more often <clears throat> is when double champions have to defend both their belts yeah. all the time. Because I hate it when people win multiple belts and then just defend one of them. It's like, well, what... That should be the downside of winning multiple belts yeah, is yeah. You, you now have a massive target on your back because everyone's coming for you. So it should be that MGF now has to wrestle for the tag belt, the ring of honor tag belts, and defend his world mm -hmm. title every time. And that is going to play on his mind. It's like a, that's a whole storytelling device yeah. right there. I wish they did that more. I agree. I'm just Marcus. I love AEW, but man, did this show feel just kind of here. And as a result, All Out feels also just kind of here, apart from the international title and the Omega match. I don't really care. I probably won't buy this one. It's valid. Yeah. Andy Sandbox, finally for now. I think 2023 All In Out shows the bold ambition AEW wants to push, and that's commendable. Like Forbidden Door 2023, I think All In Out 2024 will be significantly better. Looking forward to All Out regardless, the pay-per-view experience is always good, despite all. Yeah, it will be a fun show. It will watch. be a fun show, regardless. It's just not <clears throat> as great as it could be. And that's our biggest criticism, I think. Uh yeah, but like nowhere near as good. Yes, going exactly. In. Like the the I feel like so much of wrestling is the excitement, mm. and yeah, it's not there. Yeah, and you had all that momentum coming out of All In. Mm -hmm. I bought a sixty-five pound football replica T-shirt. You did. 
Luke, when I told Luke that, he was like, whoa, that is rare for you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it is. That's how drunk I got. Because you're a mark. I'm a mark. Yeah. I was a mark that night and you I were. loved it. Yeah. And now we're back here. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the play-by-play review. Keep getting in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one over five US dollars. There was a great through line on this episode. Sure was. Bad post-all-in show. Bad all-out go-home show. Excellent show for the international championship. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed everything to do with the international title on this show. Really enjoyed the international title since Cassidy won the belt, pretty much. And this, to me, is a great way... To cap off Cassidy's reign. Oh, yeah. okay. Let's get into that yeah. at the end. Uh, the show opened with a recap package of All In. I thought first time I watched it, I thought there's no Punk or Perry footage in there. Mm. There totally is. There's loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, John Moxley versus Commander was the opening match. Um, sort of part of that Phoenix Commander Penta Alex Abrahantis Lucha buddy thing. Yep. Mox attacking Luchadors. It's always a good thing. <laughs> uh, this was a fun match, but it was mostly Mox killing him and beat him in about seven minutes, I think. Yeah. Commander had some like good hope spots, but ultimately Mox just got the win pretty decisively with a submission. Got a, did a sleeper and then transitioned into an armbar. Very nice. Well, it was. I love when Moxley does this, and he seems to do it all the time now. He did a pile driver, mm-hmm. and then Commander kicked out. There is no like, oh, he yeah. kicked out. It is straight into submissions. I think, yeah, he yeah. went chokehold, armbar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, after that, we got a rare Orange Cassidy hype video package. Mm. Yeah. Not the last promo we'd hear from Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. on this show, but good nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, we got a clip from backstage at All In. So this had happened after the match. FTR came to talk to the Bucks in the locker room. And they're like, hey, guys. Why didn't you shake our hands after mm-hmm. the match? Yep. And Matt and Nick just go, ah, here at the moment, it's all cool. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. And like, you know, we were a bit frustrated. This was supposed to be our show. We were supposed to win. You know, it's all in and, and we didn't. So, sorry. Which is, I feel like everyone kayfabe is getting on a bit too well at the moment. <laughs> Cole didn't turn on Max. Yeah. Bucks and FTR are like, ah, yeah, sorry about that misunderstanding. Yeah. I'm going through some stuff right now. Yeah. Blood, Jer- Blood and Jer- Guts was Jericho one. Guevara yeah, well. Blood and Guts was was Blackpool Combat Club and the elite acknowledging each other. Yeah. Everyone loves each other. It's a great place to work, Ollie. There's nothing going wrong backstage. <laughs> the only feuds are real. Uh, but I, I do think this is going to... I don't think this is the last of it. I think no. that was the Bucks line because they're gonna turn on ftr i hope so i hope at least the sun because i don't think this should end with them going sorry about that and they go all right yeah and then they go the separate ways i think that would be bad uh bullet club gold got in the face that was so funny jay white was like um this is the winner's locker room mm-hmm. so ftr you can stay young bucks you're gonna have to go yeah <laughs> it was i really like this premise segment and bullet club are really fun a lot of cross talk in this segment. There are eight yeah. people trying to talk. I was like, gang, can we have a bit of structure? What juice is gonna juice is gonna, talk. <laughs> juice, is gonna juice. <laughs> it's fine. But that was a lot of cross talk yeah. in this one. Just I don't know, just a like little ang- bit angry of, like, talk. 
Um, sorry. <laughs> See, Luke would have laughed at that. Yeah, no, he's a nice person. Yeah, not me. So that's this sets up the eight-man tag at all. Yes. And that was the first bit in the show where I was like, huh? Hmm. That's not a, <laughs> a match I particularly care. You mean collision, right? You mean <laughs> yeah. collision? Yeah, to set up the go-home angle for All Out. Yeah. yeah. Well, back on collision, it's Dax versus... Is it Jay? I can't remember. Have you seen the other bonkers thing that's happening on Collision that I don't get? No. The Ricky Starks thing? Oh, he's called out Ricky Steamboat. He's calling out Ricky Steamboat for a strap match mm. at All Out. It'll be Sabu. What? I don't think Steamboat... I think Steamboat will be replaced by someone. Yeah, Punk, probably. <laughs> it's his hometown. Oh, man. But still, that's just a weird thing for Tony Khan to just tweet. Like, yeah, Rick Starks going to call out Ricky Steamboat for a strap match at All Out. Yeah. That's a lot of information in one go. I feel also, I'm, I'm a bit over Ricky or people called Ricky with Junior versus Junior. Like, you know what I mean? We watched a match at the weekend of Ricky Knight Junior versus yeah. Zack Sabre Junior. Yeah. And it was a very funny chant in the crowd. Let's go, Let, Junior. Let's go, Junior. That junior sucks. <laughs> junior sucks, yeah. That's good. And this is going to be Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Ricky, Ricky. Nothing wrong with that. <clears throat> Nick would have laughed more. <laughs> Tony Storm's talking to Renee Paquette. Tony is doing this really fun character, She's which great. Pete thinks can headline pay-per-views, apparently. I did not say that. I just think if she got a singles match, that's another big name. Yeah. Uh, she's really fun. She's been doing this for a couple of weeks. And it, it's, yeah. It's, funny. it's really good. She said everything went tits up mm -hmm. and all in, and I laughed. She's funny. And she throws shoes. Who throws a shoe? We got Jericho. He's back to being uninteresting now. Osprey is not around. But that was a good week. So here's my theory. Chris Jericho has seen everybody loving the MGF and Adam Cole story, <laughs> and he's gone, I should do that, but with Sammy Guevara mm. and with none of the context and none of the heart. It's going to be great. Yeah. And one we've teased and done yeah. really for about three years yeah. as well. So Jericho comes out. He puts over all in as one of the best nights of his career. Said 81,000 tickets sold as a shoot baby. Mm -hmm. um, and then he called out Sammy Guevara and he said he wanted to apologize for not knowing that Sammy had helped him. Yeah. He didn't know that Sammy had clocked uh Osprey. Osprey with the bat when yeah. he was in the walls. Yeah. Um, so it was just like another one of those, like you said, FTR Young Bucks. Oh, yeah, but there's no big Yeah, no, don't worry. It's fine. They hugged and then Jericho started to go on and talk more about things he might have done differently, might have done this. Maybe if Sammy hit Will Osprey with the bat harder, it would have. Mm -hmm. And Sammy's like, whoa, 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 what? And it brought up the, the conflict again and they mm -hmm. go back and forth. And then they decided to get back together and face FTR next Wednesday. Did they say they're facing FTR next week? I thought it was oh. like, we're going to join the tag division again next week. I thought it was like, our conquest begins next week. That's what I took from it. I don't know if I misheard. Perhaps my mind just tried to make it more interesting. Yeah, maybe. Can we confirm that anywhere? Is Chat. It, was is it, it AEW? Was it against FTR specifically, or was it just, we should do tags again? The sex gods. The sex gods. Back. He said, reunite the sex gods, which is a weird thing to say seriously. Mm -hmm. But that's wrestling. That's, that's wrestling. Fine. 
Sammy Guevara later on had a backstage interview and Don Callis tried to schmooze him mm. and Sammy's like, go away. I don't want any part in you. Yeah. So Don, Jericho, it's still bubbling, but that's, you know, where, where does this go? Jericho Takeshita, I guess. Oh. But what about the Guevara stuff? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I both don't care and can't see where it gets interesting. Yeah, yeah. Blackpool Combat Club promo with Mox saying his bark is bigger than his no his bite is bigger than his bark. Mm-hmm. A lot of people bark around here, but they yeah. don't back it up. Everybody's got a catchphrase, <clears throat> which is important for mm. later. Uh, this is when I wrote. This isn't the most effective go home show. <laughs> but then we got Wheeler Utah versus Eddie Kingston, which I have we got a. I'm, I'm trying to check the chat. See, normally Luke has his laptop here mm. to read stuff, but I don't have that so i'm trying to read the chat but it's far away it is far so you away. carry on i'm gonna read the chat sure so wheeler Utah then took on eddie kingston in a singles match which was for the new japan strong championship uh this was a, a decent match not really enough time to to get stuff across they worked over eddie's arm from the stadium stampede match eddie did all these awesome stuff eddie did a tope he did it was great yeah, yeah. uh loved eddie i wheeler Utah's really good but ultimately eight minutes i think mm-hmm. uh, and eddie eddie won by fighting through the pain of his right arm mm-hmm. and then claudio came out to help you to to the back but never looked at eddie mm. the disrespect i really like subtle little details mm. i like the claudio not looking at him great i also really liked during this match it cut to a backstage shot of mox and claudio watching you backstage and normally cuts backstage people are watching they're going and like, that's it. It's yeah. nothing. You saw Mox backstage. Yuta was in control. And Mox was like, almost like uh, grappling by himself. He's like, now come on, do th- now yeah, do this yeah. next thing. It's like he's like coaching him from afar, even though he can't hear him, you know. He's like getting involved physically to be like, now here's what you do next. It's like, it just puts over like that coaching yeah. mentality of Mox the whole time. I love little mm. sort of details like that. It's so good. Also, the chat said, yeah, generally just tagging. Oh. They were like, the road to the tag titles begins next week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, yeah, apologies. Um, then we got a clip after All In. So this mm-hmm. was Adam Cole going up to MJF backstage. Max is sort of holding his neck. He's like, oh, you really worked over my neck there. But they're still best friends. Mm-hmm. And then Max just goes into Excalibur mode <laughs> where he, he ran through all the... You know when the Street Profits just used to <laughs> hype up what was on Raw that Yeah, yeah, night? yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> That's what it felt like a bit. Of course, he's very charismatic and in, mm. in doing it. But uh, I, and it was a fine. I, you know, not really criticizing it. But you are always told in storytelling, do not do this sort of forced exposition stuff. Yeah. And even though it was done tongue in cheek, I was like, this is the world champion. Mm. I think they wanted to just get MJF on the show and also wanted to announce these things. So they just combined the two <coughs> and they said, well, MJF can announce these things. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not sure. So to go through the things, uh, Max has got a week off. He's going to Paris to eat a baguette and bang some rats. Sure. Cole and Max is gonna, are going to defend their ROH tag titles at All Out mm-hmm. and they'll be defending them against the winner of the Rampage Battle Royal. Uh, and there is also a Grand Slam Eliminator tournament that's going to start with the winner facing Max at Grand Slam, which is at the end of September. Grand Slam Eliminator tournament, great yeah. idea. Like, Big fan of that, especially with what came next as well. <coughs> I think that's a really good idea. 
The Battle Royal. Good idea. Don't think the right people won. Spoilers again, because we'll say it again. It's the Dark Order. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Really like John Silver. Really like Alex Reynolds. I think they're a great tag team. <laughs> I said, uh, we mentioned that to Tempest in the office. Only. He's like, where have they been? I was like, Ring of Honor. <laughs> so they're challenging for the Ring of Honor tag titles, which I guess makes sense. But this should have been set up more, right? Do you, do you want a prediction? Mm. I think Colt Cabana's going to get added to the card. <laughs> I think that Tony's like, okay, Punk's not on this show, so uh -huh. I can use all the people that I've moved to Ring of Honor mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. get them a nice little yeah. rub and yeah. stuff. So here's a crazy suggestion. Here's a crazy thought. <clears throat> do you think that the Dark Order could win? Featuring Kingdom, Roddy Strong Interference. You get the Ring of Honor tag titles back onto a Ring of Honor team. I mean, they could win. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be good. Me neither. I think it would have been fine if it was the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think the Dark Order are the right team. I am so shocked by this booking. Mm. It is just... It is just not, and, you know... I hate to do down Dark Order because I really like them. Mm. But it's just they've not been presented in any way credible. Who is going to... The point of the pay-per-view is to put matches on that people actively pay for. Mm -hmm. This is a free TV match. This is a Dynamite main event. Yeah. And one of the shorter ones at that. Yeah. The one... The sort of main event that really you're waiting for the Cole MJF post-match talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's cover the Adam Cole promo because it kind of informs some of the bits we're talking there. Rene talked to Sammy as we spoke about spoke about earlier <laughs> in in this. So Adam Cole comes down. He thanks us all for making Sunday the most special night of his life, but it wasn't quite perfect because he lost the main event. But he knows he'll get another shot down the line. Mm -hmm. Ooh, nice mm. tease. And then he mentioned that Max has a banged up neck. This brought out Rotty. <laughs> I really like Roddy Strong's yeah. character here. He's such a whiny baby. I've got a bad neck. <laughs> Why don't you care about my neck, oh, Adam? So, so funny when he He's said that. Great. And I don't I hope this isn't Strong's normal voice, but his voice <laughs> really lends to this character of being yeah. a little whiny crybaby. He's putting he's He's amping it up. I hope so. Because mm. otherwise I am just mocking his voice. Yeah. But I hope it's just a performance, in which case, well done. You've heard Roderick Strong talk before. Well, not that much. <laughs> he doesn't talk much. Um, so Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Great. I love both of them. They're <laughs> I wrote Mike Bennett and Mike Taven. That's, mm -hmm. that's incorrect. The Mikes. The Mikes. They put it there. This was good because this was the first time we actually got more of that context behind Adam Cole's relationship with the kingdom mm -hmm. on AEW TV. Yeah. So they put over the kingdom's history, uh, how Mike and Cole got each other the jobs at Ring of Honor. They mm -hmm. had a match that was so impressive, they got them the contracts. Mm -hmm. And then Taven calls Cole a leech. Yeah. He used the kingdom, he used Bullet Club, he used all our friends in Florida, which mm -hmm. is Undisputed Era in NXT, yeah. to get ahead. And now you're using Max. Yeah. I, this is really, really good stuff. It's great, yeah. Um, really Co enjoyed this. Cole apologized. Like, I'm so sorry if you felt that way. But one thing I've learned about friendship is... I can't, I can't remember what he said there, actually. <clears throat> but he just know. said, Max isn't just his friend. 
he's his best friend. Mm, and Roddy looked like he was going to cry. Yeah. And he said that Roddy's going to enter the tournament to do what Cole couldn't do, and that's win the belt. And Adam Cole, like a friend, is like, but your neck. Mm-hmm. You're not cleared to, you're not like, you're not fit to compete. That's dangerous. So that's, and that's sort of the, that's the segment now. I really want Cole to also enter this tournament. Because mm. he's getting obsessed. He said earlier that he, he wants to, he'll get another shot. Mm-hmm. This is another way to get a shot. Yep. He comes up against Roderick Strong yep. in the brackets. And he really goes hard. And he hurts Roddy's neck. He targets the neck. And all the time, Max is looking at this, watching on from ringside, going, well, I'm going to face this guy next week. And I've got a bad neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm his friend. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of juice here. There's a lot of great, great <clears throat> stuff to, to work with. I also really, really liked the Kingdom promos. I thought yeah, they, yeah. they did such a good job. It's a shame that the... Chicago crowd didn't really respond to any of it, but I thought it was really good. Provided some much needed context mm-hmm. kind of on TV, laid it all out and explained why why it was important. And I really like that Cole has justifications for everything, but also mm-hmm. could be just lying. Love this character. So good. Love this character. <laughs> Chicago was really disappointing yeah it wasn't a good crowd i'll say this time and they could just be a bit bummed about all out in all uh-huh. honesty i don't know but, but they weren't a great crowd it's quite worrying though because they're doing collision now on mm-hmm. saturday yeah and then they're doing all out there on sunday yeah so usually crowds get less hot the more you run them yep it's killing you know the old killing the town metaphor yeah so yeah hmm Hmm. Not, not. There's a lot of things not looking good for this yeah. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. We got a Penta promo with Alex Abrahantes. I have thoughts. I don't do podcasts a lot, so I don't get to say my opinions oh, about yeah. gem- general stuff in wrestling that much. Penta sounds so cool because he did a little bit in English here, and he's saying how much he wants to hurt Mox. And he's like, really like deep, gravelly mm. voice. He's like, you hurt my brother, I'm going to hurt you. And Alex Abrahantis comes in. <laughs> yeah, Penta says he's going to get you, Mox. <laughs> like, oh, you ruined everything, Alex. I'm sure he's a nice person. But I really dislike Alex Abrahantis as part of this presentation. Yeah. I, he makes the Lucha Brothers so desperately uncool. Mm. And then when he does his entrance, Penta's super charismatic, doing his little like steppy steps on the entrance. Yeah. Super cool. Alex, they're like, yeah, I'm part of this too, guys. <laughs> no, you're not. Stop it. <clears throat> anyway, I just don't like Alex Abrantis that much. I unfortunately yeah. agree. He's just not cool. Yeah. Statlander, Shida and Baker then took on Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir and Emi Sakura in a six-person tag next. Standard quarter past the second hour mm. slot. Um, yeah. I, this was actually quite fun. It was a fun, fun match. Yeah. I thought this was the one of the better performances for Statlander. Mm. Um, she had like a big crossbody to the outside, and and one beat Shafir in the middle of the ring. But yeah, like I just this was just a match. Yeah, I I don't really know what was happening here. Like Statlander won decisively. Cool. 
she had, Soho had a uh, post-match beatdown on uh, on mm-hmm. Statlander. Okay. And then there was some dissension between Sheeta and Baker. So, like, like, that's it, though. <clears throat> there wasn't anything much more to it. There's no depth to it. So Baker had Sheeta beat in the four-way, mm-hmm. potentially, but Soraya got the pin, won yes. the championship. I just... I just that's something. And yeah, yeah there they, they argued at the end, but that was because Baker had accidentally hit Sheeta. You know, one of those things that's so obviously an accident. Yeah. I just... This is nothing. Yeah. Statlander's facing Soho, of course, for the TBS title. Uh, this is when we got the announcement that Shane Taylor is going to face Joe for the TV title at All Out. Rad. I love Shane Taylor, love, Shane love Taylor. Samoa Joe, but what? Now, I, genuinely, I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah. It's two big dudes. They're going to have a great match. I'm really looking forward to it. Why is it on All Out? Yeah. This could be a really great Dynamite main event. Yeah. Great match for Collision. Yeah. But I don't think it should be on All Out. I don't know. Not without a bit of work beforehand. If you want to do the feud, mm. fine. If you want to do the work yeah. to, to build Shane Taylor up on TV beforehand, all for that sounds great love shane taylor but this just kind of came out of nowhere well the crazy thing is i it's only because i've read about this ring of honor has been doing a big tournament to decide who yes. faces joe yeah and shane taylor won that tournament mm-hmm. he did. i don't think they ever mentioned that tournament in this video package no they just said what well, shane taylor's facing him and that's it that's all you need to know <sighs> Don Callis and Takeshita had a fun segment, though. They're backstage, mm. and Don is playing video footage of, like, Kenny being hit by moves, and he'd say, the reason that bit hurt is because he's got no cartilage in his knee. And apparently these are shoot x-rays. Mm. He then shows the x-ray photo, and it's Kenny's knee. And he's like, so you've got to hit this move mm-hmm. and this way. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. You need to watch out for the, the blue thunder bomb. It's going to really hurt his side because... Mm done something to his hip or something uh yeah hernia i, I think yeah hernia, that's right yeah uh i thought this was really good don Callis is great i think Takesh is great i don't think this was necessarily the hot go no. home angle you needed but it was fun i can only assume kenny was unavailable yes because i would assume so if yeah you need you needed a good go home angle here otherwise yeah uh, we got the acclaimed title celebration. This was actually really fun. This was fun. And probably one of the more alive parts for the crowd of the mm. night. Um, Daddy Ass is back. It's not Billy Gunn anymore. Yep. He seems a bit... I don't know if he's grumpy. <laughs> but he... T- I get the feeling he might be a bit over it. <laughs> all this stuff. So there are two moments in this. The, the acclaimed come down. They do their rap. They have a Trump mugshot joke. Yeah. And it's all there to unveil these... Actually, really cool custom trios belts. Yeah, they're very good. Hot pink straps. With? The belt scissor. At the back, that's it's amazing. crazy. It's a great idea. Um, but Daddy Ass is like, well, I'm back. Well, has only gone for a day. Yeah. It was, because it, he was Billy, yeah. badass Billy Gum for it, all in. It's like the crowd reacted and went, hey, Daddy Ass. And he was like, I think, yeah, I was only gone for a day, guys. Yeah. Jesus. So I don't know if that's... Billy being grumpy or just, you know, that that sort of DX humor where you yeah. co- constantly undermine anything you do <laughs> as a joke. But then he said, all right, well, we haven't got much time, so let's, uh, let's speed this up. Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut the music. I was like, that, that isn't a joke. 
<laughs> that's just you saying stuff. That's you being concerned about finishing yeah, on time. Exactly. Uh, but Anthony Bowen said, "Welcome to the House of Ass." Yes. So that made it a ten out of ten segment. Uh, did you hear Excalibur's line off the back of that? I don't think I did. Uh, House of Ass, uh, he said. Coincidentally, that's where Max is in Amsterdam right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, so yeah, then they announced that they're going to defend the trio's titles on Collision against the former JAS, which is Garcia and 2.0. Yeah, not not a big match at all out. Just a just a match against three three guys on Collision. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Then we get Excalibur running down the All Out card, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is is that that's it?" Ish. I've written Ish. 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 He'd have been great on this card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that to do that to the Chicago mm. loyal crowd as yeah. well. Ish. Yeah. However, the main event oh. was so so good, mm. and it has left me in a much better mood. Yeah. Uh, because going into this match, I was like, "Why is this happening? It should be it should be Penta versus Mox, number one contenders match." Mox took out Phoenix last week. It's mm-hmm. a blood feud. There's a title shot on the line. Give Mox a strong win going into the pay per view. I think that this was the idea being that because Penta and Mox have their beef, you're supposed to believe that Penta could win. Because then they can blow off that that beef at the all out match with Penta and Mox. I don't think it quite worked, but mm-hmm. I understand what understood what they were trying to do here. Mm-hmm. But I do think it was fairly obvious that Cassidy was retaining. Yeah, so for like that's that's on paper bad, mm. in my opinion. Or, or at least like suboptimal. Mm. The match was so goddamn good. So great. Genuinely, I thought they were changing the championship. Yep. And I hope that doesn't that that's not hyperbole because I have said so many times on this podcast, yeah, it was a good near fall. I mean, I popped for it, but you know, it's not like one I actually thought it was going to change hands. Mm-hmm. I legit thought Penta was about to become the new champion. Yeah, that near fall at the end was impeccable. I thought it was a great match from the start. It was, yeah. And then it just got better and better and better. They did trading Canadian destroyers. I really like that. Yeah. It's silly, but I love it. It was like, yeah, you get hit by one, or stumble back, bounce off the ropes, come forward. You hit one on the other guy. Mm -hmm. Oh, brilliant. And then Penta, uh, I think it was a fear factor on the apron. Yep. Rolled him in, kick out. Which looked great. Mm -hmm. And then Cassidy only just got his arm on the rope. You're like, oh, man, wow. That's that's the near fall of the match, right? Yeah. And then he does the arm break spot, which Cassidy sells amazingly. Then it's another fear factor in there. You go... Oh, uh, well, this is the end then, because we already had the near fall. Another near fall. Cassidy kicks out. A near fall right into the pin. Um, and, and they put it over on commentary, like that momentary distraction, like Penta was so shocked mm-hmm. that Cassidy kicked out, as we all were too. Yeah. That allowed Cassidy to get the roll-up win. I just thought, what a finish. Yeah. I really, so really like believe that reasoning. Yeah. Because I was just so shocked as well. Mm-hmm. I would have also been rolled up in that moment. Yeah. I yeah. Love that. Also, Penta caught a dive from mm. Cassidy in a gorilla press position. <laughs> Brilliant. I've not really seen that before. Yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, that was cool. And then he just like lobbed him into the lobbed barricade. Lobbed him into the barricade. It was awesome. Uh so after that, 
were just such a good main event and the mm. crowd had really whipped up into a frenzy mm. by this point and they hadn't been that hot all night. I think the acclaimed segment in this really brought them up. Uh, Cassidy gets a chair, puts it down and sits on it and he says he doesn't usually speak but he cut an actual promo yeah. saying how AEW gives opportunities to people like him who wouldn't succeed elsewhere that he defends this belt as often as he can because he this belt means everything to him. And he finished with, I'm going to beat you, Moxley, at All Out, because I'm freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy and I do not have a catchphrase. Now that is a genius line because it's very Orange Cassidy. It's On its own, in isolation, that's just a funny line. That's like a, yeah. a, a good joke. But it perfectly references the promo that Moxie did earlier when he's like, well, everyone around here has got a catchphrase, you know, all that stuff. It's all about who's got the biggest bite. Orange Cassidy's like, I don't need a catchphrase. I don't have one. This is all about the wrestling. It, I went into this episode of Dynamite. I had a random thought when I was on the train to work this morning. I was thinking about Orange Cassidy. And I was like, it'd be really cool if at some point he just does like a really fired up promo. Yeah. Like he just loses it and he's screaming and shouting and he's like really trying. This wasn't that level of like super fired up but this was a proper promo mm. people were like i'm gonna i will beat you mox there was no like oh yeah sure whatever yeah he's trying now the thing that makes orange cassidy so great is he's a such a good wrestler mm. the balls on that man to be that good a wrestler <laughs> and do a comedy character for years the balls on that man not just a comedy character, but a comedy character who on purposely doesn't wrestle. Right. Really. Yeah. It's, it's like Generico. Yeah. Uh, right? And Sami Zayn. You're like, you were a mute character. Yeah. And you're that good a promo. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The balls on that man. Um, I loved it. Mox, yeah. Mox came out right at the end, slapped him. Orange Cassidy slapped him back. He's like, and what? Like, yeah. And they just, you know, head to head to close the episode. Really good. Mox's intensity here was really, really fiery. Mm -hmm. He didn't need to say anything. Nice. No. Just this, uh, I mean, you know, All Out, it's, it's such an underwhelming card. But they have built this international championship match so well. Most, like, 80% of the excitement has come from this episode. But mm. they have been doing this long building feud with... Um, with them beforehand i just I, I guess i would just wish that moxley pinned cassidy in stadium stampede mm -hmm. see anything i would have changed in the in the recent build yeah uh yeah i i think that cassidy's build on its own though has been so great yeah that i'm yeah. willing to the, the overarching cassidy the overarching yeah. cassidy build has been so great so really really good international championship mm. episode but not really good for the other stuff i think that should main event all well i mean maybe yeah like i don't know what else would yeah at that point. i agree Uh, we've had loads of Omega chats in. Thank you very much. So we'll crack on with those. I don't think we've got any Patreon. We've done them all for this month. I believe you're right, yes. Uh, Suave Titan. those. It's oh. so long since I've done a podcast. Uh -huh. Sorry, I, I gave this 73%. Sure. I would have given it about four out of five. Uh, uh, three out of five. Three out four of five, out of five, I think. Like, 
Four out of five normally, but for an all-in post-show mm. and a, an all-in all go-home show. Yeah. Suave Titan says, it seems like every AEW pay-per-view we overreact to how bad the build was just to wake up Monday yelling how great it was. Not going to give all out that grace? Um, well, I, I also still say that you should have a good build even after the fact. Yes. <clears throat> Kevin, I hear the argument that people don't have enough money to pay for two pay-per-views in a week. My answer... <laughs> Violent people negotiating. Very pertinent naysayers. Vigorously passionate narcissists. Very good. That's a Surfshark VPN reference. Well done. Liam Leonard, member for 24 months. I feel like the rush from one pay-per-view to another really damages any momentum AEW has as they have to push half-assed feuds. Love you guys, jam that jam. I think there would have been a way to to make it for last feuds. Yeah. Right? Uh, Karen Mercandani has been a member for 14 months felt like a great week one of a pay-per-view build yeah that's yeah. A, that is a good point yeah unfortunately it's this weekend OC is a constant highlight though he's great Bizarro Big, L, Bizarro Big L Ollie you can't build new people if you don't give them a chance especially Shane freaking Taylor they did mention Shane was the number one contender and give me a pretty boy killers reunion with Keith Lee anytime I believe the brave funeral complicated the next two weeks yes there were a lot of circumstances that did not help AEW mm-hmm. there was travel issues there was illnesses there was a Bray Wyatt funeral which Tony Khan very I think graciously granted yeah. everybody time off so they could attend it if they wanted to all of that undeniable you know that that's that that sucks for AEW. um but they also booked themselves into this position by only having one week between pay-per-views that's just how it goes um on the shane taylor thing i totally agree give people a chance don't debut them on the pay-per-view with no build that's the point is you should build them <laughs> and that's yeah, the idea yeah they've done it on ring of honor but it's this isn't a ring of honor pay-per-view no exactly Nick Corvello, hey Ollie and Pete. In regards to the Sheeta Baker teases, with the accidental kick, arguing, and Sheeta tagging Brit but not getting tagged back, we're getting a feud for sure, and either a contendership match or a three-way with Soraya for the title, all out, and heal Brit. Uh, all out? That's bold, I think. It's four days away. Yep. Um, I, th- I, I think Tony Storm's the better shout anyway to mm. go for there. Yeah. I think she's more, she feels more exciting. Yes. Uh, and has more history with Soraya. Zeko, member for 24 months. Personally, I agree with the other thumbnail of OC being the best champ in the company. Consistently great matches. I hope he doesn't lose all out. I think he should. That's There's my hot take. Before this episode, I would have agreed with you. Yeah. Because I'm like, put the title on Mox. Mm-hmm. Mox versus Kingston feud mm-hmm. for Arthur Ashe. Mm. Now, I, now I'm like... If Cassidy beats Mox, it is such a crowning achievement for the international championship and him. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm for, for my wrestle league, I went for Cassidy. Crazy. I think Mox will continue the elevated presence of the international title. Mm-hmm. I think he is a super big name that AEW yeah. clearly cares about a lot. So I think there's no risk of the international title dropping back down the card with Moxley holding it. Yeah. So I think he's a great person to feature on Cassidy. Both are great options. Harrison Earl. Roddy shouting, Adam! Every time gives me strong Vicky Guerrero, excuse me vibes. Love Roddy, so I want him to win the tournament. It would be fun to have Colby a special guest referee during the title match. Oh, that's good. Also, lastly, Orange Cassidy, wrestler of the year, non-negotiable. He's... Definitely in the conversation. I mean, it's Will Ospreay, but 
Cassidy is, is, is a in good the conversation. Champ. Yes. Uh, Kid Cuddy, having your serious, not serious, wounded champion beat qualified competitors for this long doesn't work if the plan is for Mox to win. It should be someone less credible so the injuries angle feels more legit. Also, do wins and losses count in AEW anymore? No, not really. Uh, ben Vlerick, the Canadian destroyer, no sell spot fest though. Why? Don't want to be old and yelling at clouds, but come on, it's getting ridiculous and for what? Doesn't add anything to the match and it's plain stupid. Insulting even, I'd say. <clears throat> I'm not against the crazy modern wrestling, the crazy modern wrestling, but it seems like lots of wrestlers just do it because it'd be cool without thinking why and how and when it should be implemented in a match and, you know, make sense and matter. That and overdoing it really kills the impact. Remember when I first saw a destroyer and it blew my mind. Now I couldn't care less because it's in every match and doesn't mean much anymore. I swear I'm not old and bitter like Cornette, but we can question modern wrestling, right? Well, I'll see myself out, lol. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I I understand what you're trying to say. I totally understand your opinion. Uh, I don't think it was no cells. That's the thing. It was because after they did that third one, it was three destroyers mm-hmm. total. It went one, then trade back, then one more. And afterwards, both of them were like, "Oh God, where am I? Oh Jesus!" Like stumbling around the ring. So it wasn't a no cell. <laughs> it was almost like that that power up spot of being like, "No, I need to hit one more." Yeah. Like you know, in especially in in like New Japan wrestling, when you know someone's getting chopped down and they and they start firing up. I compare it more to that sort of style of wrestling. I think it's what your uh, your sore points are because I, I you know I, I remember the first time I saw Pete Williams do a Canadian mm. destroyer and I was like, "This is the coolest finisher of all time." Yeah, uh, but fifteen it's fifteen years since I've seen that. Yeah, and. You know, it's like saying, oh, well, the, the super kick should be reserved as a finisher. It is just a bit in the, a match now. Um, so you can make peace with it or get annoyed. I, but like me, I got I still really am annoyed that MJF used the second rope tombstone power driver for a near fall mm. against Sammy Guevara a couple of years ago. Yeah. I, I, for me, it's a tombstone power driver. Yeah. I don't like it when a card just uses it as a near fall. I, I mean, a lot of people have other moves like that, like a DDT, you yeah. know, people say that should still be reserved for, you know, for finishes and stuff like that. Um, can I hot tag you for Matt Hennessy? You well? absolutely can. Uh, oh, my God. That's, <laughs> oh, wow. That's one person doing nine ultra chats. Matt Hennessy says, <clears throat> everyone's giving their opinion of the Punk and Perry situation, so I may as well give my own. The parallels are kind of nuts. Nearly a full year after Punk was suspended from Brawl Out. Uh, from all out he's now suspended after brawl in from all in <laughs> i honestly think tony khan is going to have to make a choice soon option one keep punk around which will lead to low morale for the company and risk more backstage fights happening which continues to put a black eye on the company phil already now put two black eyes in the black eyes on the company not black marks on the company black eyes on the company from all out last year and all in this year option two you get rid of him honestly if i'm tony khan i'm getting rid of punk within the space of a year he has hurt the company image and put a negative spotlight on them i've, I've seen a lot of people just upset that punk has been going into business for himself and shooting on the elite since he returned calling them and their fans soft uh, the minute someone like perry shoots on him punk's reaction is to fight him hmm. maybe phil don't shoot on others if your fragile ego can't uh, take being shot on in return even before that when ryan nemeth called him the softest man in wrestling phil confronted him and banned him from collision allowing uh, along with not allowing guys like adam page matt hardy and christopher daniels work those shows because of their closest with the elite despite the fact that daniels is head of talent 
I said Punk returning would bite AEW and Tony Khan, uh, Tony Khan, Tony Khan on the ass, and I was right. I wish I wasn't right. This also exposes Tony's lack of leadership, as he can't control his locker room. There's an old saying that those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, and neither Punk nor Tony have learned from Brawl Out last year. While I don't like taking sides, Punk has been the common denominator in all these fights. If Tony keeps him around and, and this keeps happening, it's going to hurt the company and do irreversible damage to AEW. The Punk situation yet again has hurt AEW plans for All Out and has made everyone involved in the company and Tony Khan as a leader look bad. It took AEW a year to recover uh, recover after Brawl Out, and honestly, after watching this show and looking at the All Out card, it really feels like we're back to where we were a year ago after Brawl Out. Something needs to change. Well done, Pete, and thank you very much, Matt, for for that. I think that's a yeah, it's a that's 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 a summary of the situation, isn't that, it? That's, that is the summary right there. But in terms of like the where this will go and the, and the actions, it's yeah, I think it's it's just too too frequent for yeah. for CM Punk. But they've again they put themselves into such a difficult position because collision is the CM Punk show. Mm-hmm. It's what you gonna do? Yeah. I mean for, for, I mean for me, I we had we had a video last year where I, you know, argued I was just about to bring that up. Yeah. The WrestleTalk React video. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I took the side of, well, you know, Punk's the biggest draw, mm-hmm. all this money. Yeah. Think of what you could do. Mm-hmm. And and now I mean if I was in Tony Khan's position, I'd part ways yeah i just don't think it's it's working yeah and it's a, it's 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 happening too often yeah not to my own horn or anything but i did say on the video <laughs> maybe don't bring punk back thank you roll the credits <laughs> uh dart train 24 it's been a member for 13 months in a row i love punk but i'm so done with the bs i'm gonna try to make it to next year's show nice oh yeah uh, William Rosmer said, I was there last night. I think out of the seven AEWs I've, uh, AEW mm. shows I've seen in that arena, that was the least full I've ever seen. And two of those shows were just Rampage oh. and Dark Dark Elevation tapings. Cranky. William Rosmer again said, the entire upper tier of the arena was empty. Also, the Bucks didn't get booed and Hangman got cheered. We'll have to wait for Collision to confirm, but Chicago may have finally dropped Punk. I agree with Ollie. It really is hard to be a punk fan at times. Wow. Chicago dropping punk. Can you imagine? Chicago dropped punk. That is C- CD mm. punk. Uh, Austin Falco said, was there last night. It was definitely a small, quiet crowd. I expect better at the United Center Saturday, Sunday. Not much energy in the building with an underwhelming card slash roster and the punk news wasn't a single CM Punk chant which was bizarre. I've not really put those two things together in my head, mm. but yeah. Wow. Crazy. That is that is quite yeah. that's significant. Mayor of Painsville Dan said, Hello, Pete and Ollie. Hello. I hope you're feeling well today. If not, get some sweets and relax. <laughs> Thank you for working so hard. I think AEW needs to push a couple more guys to the top and keep them. Right now, they don't have that many main event level players. I mean, Moxley, Omega, MJF, Adam Cole. I feel, you know, like, obviously MJF's a big success story. But what he's done to legit re-legitimize Adam Cole mm. is kind of going under the radar. Yeah. I feel like Cole is a, up there at the main event now. Yeah, absolutely. Dargy Hangman Page, Jericho. I think they've got a lot. But yeah, some fresh fresh faces up there would, would, would be welcome. Yeah. Patrick Eddy said, Destroyer to Destroyer to Destroyer. Yeah. Okay. Also, I wonder if Punk was maybe supposed to main event all out. That is the report from Fightful mm. Select is that he was probably supposed to. The likely plan was Ricky Starks versus CM Punk for the real world title. Uh, in the main event of All Out. So now they don't have a main event currently. 
but maybe things will change on collision who knows um uh it sucks if he's suspended i bought tickets to collision in cleveland next week hoping that i'd get to see him happy birthday big chopper chump it's all pete wrestling today all pete wrestling it's also not my birthday falling down i said a few things bring me more joy than eddie kingston or orange cassidy matches for that alone i had a great time with this mm-hmm. episode i need more of taven calling people melvins on tv <laughs> love bennett's fire i hope this alliance with roddy puts a spotlight on them i think they're both very good mm-hmm. uh, and underrated william rosmer again said to be fair dynamite was almost an hour outside of chicago proper collision and all out will actually be in the city so it wasn't chicago chicago you know yeah but that chicago crowd like where is a more passionate crowd historically Mm, yeah who knows uh playing nice 101 sorry just refresh i was saying that you'd expect them to travel them out yes exactly yes uh playing nice 101 said all in was my second ever live wrestling show first since an episode of raw a couple of weeks after my 10th birthday (laughs) in 2012 i was also at that raw i was also at that Raw yeah, where the, CM Punk came out afterwards. And, yeah. and I shouted at a 10-year-old kid <gasps> in the box for not being, for cheering John Cena. A 10-year-old kid? <gasps> well, I don't know if they were 10 years old, but like they were in a box. Crazy. So maybe they were being treated for something. I got the tickets free through, through work. Crazy. I bought them mm-hmm. with my own money. Um, it was such an incredible experience to be a part of watching AEW grow to this point has made me so happy to see I won't be watching All In back as I mm. don't think it will ever do justice to the atmosphere of being there live also there was a dude sitting in front of me who spent the whole show scrolling on his phone laughing at uh, pretty niche AEW memes on Twitter disgusting yeah I hate that uh, yeah I've watched bits back mm. just at like my favourite bits yeah and some of the entrances which I didn't properly mm-hmm. see yeah uh, those but I won't watch the full show back there I think I kind of do want to. I don't think I will, but I think I would want to watch the whole thing back because I think, that's my hot take, maybe from where I was sitting because I was quite far back mm. and the atmosphere where I was sitting wasn't too hot. I think I was saying, I can't remember who I was saying it to, but I was saying it to someone. It felt like I was adjacent to the crowd. Mm. It didn't feel like I was part of the, the atmosphere that much, you know? Um, so, And I think it might have come across better on TV than it was where I was sitting. So I kind of want to watch it back to get that. I think we were at similar yeah. distances, though. Uh, I when was, you were tier down? No, you, were, you weren't nosebleed tier. You weren't the highest tier, were you? We were the highest tier. Oh, you were at the front of that tier, right? By, just we, by, like, the screen? We were we were sort of one chunk back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we weren't really high up. We were 513. Yeah, so probably around. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just the people around me. I just didn't... I, 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 I didn't I feel was, like it was loud. I think I was having my own party. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, Misha Somerset oh, hey, Misha. Uh, didn't watch Dynamite because I don't have fire but I just wanted to donate Fight. to uh, yep fire uh, but I just wanted to donate uh, to mention how amazing the rest of the folks are thank you bumped into mm. most of the team at one point or another over the weekend great times jam that jam mm. support each other shameless mark oh thank you Misha and thank you everybody who came to say hi at the AEW show do we, do we have a poll yep it says it says check the final poll but the poll is you, still going you can end it that's what Luke usually does but it's on a he normally goes, I'm going to have to get up. You can do it. Do that. I'll talk about how cold it is in this room because I foolishly turned on the air conditioning and took off my jumper right at the start. Are you cold? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've got goosebumps on my arms. Okay. What do we got? I, I mean, I pressed the end poll and, uh, and now there doesn't seem to be anything in the chat. So... Expand I did that see, blue thing. I, I did see it. Well, that's a pin. That's the pin oh. comment about joining. Wrestling, oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. 
Mid, 48%. Thumbs up, 40%. Thumbs down, 11%. That is a really high thumbs down percentage for an AEW show. For normal, yeah. A lot of mids as well. Yeah. Mm. There's only 40, what was it, 40% thumbs up, which seems low for an AEW show. It's still kind of that mid to to thumbs up is the majority, but it is mid. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today and for your loads of Omega Chats. Thanks very much. Um, but please do subscribe and check back tomorrow because we've got all out, all out predictions yep. going live. Now yep. he said all in again. Uh, and go over to the WrestleTalk News channel to watch our news from earlier today. We've also got a bunch of content this weekend because we're not going to mm. be doing Payback live reactions, but we will have a podcast review of Payback. It's going to be me and you doing the the payback podcast review gonna have live reactions to all out which will be tempest and dan layton dan layton will be defending his jam that championship against tempest he's gonna win the belt back for liw i hope Mm -hmm. and then on monday ollie and luke will be reviewing all out as well so a lot of content this guy's doing saturday smackdown as well unbelievable Uh, but for now i've been ollie davis this has been all pete wrestling jam that jam Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.